Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What about that podcast land? That's what happens when he spends all day in the sun. Uh, it seeped in a little too far. What's so. up? Oh, gracious. Hey. You know first-time listeners are going, nope, not that one. <laughs> Wait, come back. Come but back. I tried to settle down, and we got so much negative I input see. back. I told you you would. We did. People yeah. are like, dude, stop. <laughs> that is literally what my church members were saying. They would just walk up and go. They went, no context. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> Dude, stop. You know what you're doing. You know what you should be doing. Hank, quit. I'm giving you verbatim responses back to me. One, my favorite one was, if you don't stop, I'll quit listening. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, what's up, y'all? Hey. Hey. Yep. Bean. Greetings. Greetings. (laughs) (laughs) Clarify it's Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew, even it's sunlight. White Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> this time in the evening. Oh, this, this, I'm just getting going good. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm about roll. to go home and get a cup of coffee, yo. I know my, you drink coffee all day. All day long. All day. Hey, so I am Hank Meadows. Let's try this this week. Pastor nice of Marion Baptist Church. <laughs> got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> got my man, um, Bino, over there. <laughs> oh, it's not good. <laughs> just realized what I said. Oh. <laughs> oh. His name is Dan. Maybe we should just go <laughs> back to Dan. <laughs> I know his name is not Dan. It's <laughs> Dan. <laughs> it's Diane. It's uh, no, did you hear her? It's like didn't she said Dan. Yeah. She's like two they they we Felt bust on rednecks, man. And she, went on and she made there, yeah. Dan two syllables. <laughs> She put a Y maybe, in there. And maybe I've been hanging around y'all too. I, yeah, obviously so. My Atlanta. No, you know, a whole plethora of names to choose from. Corn dog, jelly bean. Apparently Bino, Bino now. Bino is where we go. Okay. Bino where we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, y'all. Well, it's been fun. Yep. Acts chapter 11. And we're going to talk about, we're going to tie into last week's message two weeks ago two weeks ago okay yeah oh yeah last week was not on unity last week was on unity that's right two weeks ago i'm sorry two weeks ago we talked about how persecution can spread so we're gonna we're gonna my plan is to touch on that and move on to something else that we actually talked about at the beginning so i want you to read from acts 11 19 mona to down to verse 26 Please, ma'am. And then, El Bean, (laughs) would you pray? El Bino will pray. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we're in chapter 11, verse 19 of Acts. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who, on coming to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists also, 
preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people, and in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time when we can share your word with each other and with those who are listening. Heavenly Father, we just pray that we would feel your hand um, moving among us and, and see your hand moving and follow your will and be confident when we know that, that, that we're moving alongside you, that you've really already gone before us and, and paved the way for us. So Heavenly Father, we just pray at this time be a blessing and uh, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, so what, what jumps out at you? I know you, and I say that because you started flipping pages, <laughs> um, it, which I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, don't, don't, don't <laughs> think I'm like trying to be funny here, but you're like, you just jumped. Well, because of Barnabas. So when we get to Barnabas. Okay. But I asked you what your oh, first thought was. Well, okay. <laughs> Cause remember I said that I had been thinking about that. We should talk about Barnabas and that this wasn't the first um, encounter between Barnabas and Saul. Remember, mm-hmm. I was confused about that. Um, in the end of chapter 9, um, Barnabas, uh, in verse 27, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. Um, because in verse 28, when he had come to Jerusalem and attempted to join the disciples, they were afraid of him because they knew of what his past was. So this is really the second time. The first time Barnabas um, intercedes on Saul's behalf mm-hmm. and um, and lets them all know that... Just in, sort of makes paves away. Right. Indeed, he had an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. and so he's okay. You don't have to be afraid of him. And now he's brought Barnabas to do ministry together. Yeah, I mean, he, matter of fact, he, we're going to... And I don't want to jump ahead to that, but the word he went to look, it literally means a, a, a search. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he didn't just go, like, he didn't put in a GPS. Right. I mean, he went there and had to search the city out for this right, guy um, for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Saul could have been trying to lay low mm-hmm. because the Jews hated him at this point. But anyway, so Dan, what's your first takeaway? No, I was just, the verse 21, the hand of the Lord was, was with him and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. Um, I was just saying, you know, there, there's been a few times where I really – almost to a physical sense felt the hand of the Lord, you know, guiding what was going on. And, and I love how you can, you really can't, you can be confident because you know, he's there, you know, you're, you're where you're supposed to be. But I just think of all the times where, because of our own, I don't know, lack of preparation, lack of being in his word, we miss those opportunities to be confident because we don't recognize him right there alongside of us. Yeah, so I was just saying, it, it'd be nice to know more of those moments where mm-hmm. where you're really uh, kind of in lockstep with the Lord's will. Well, you know, here, here's mine, and it was the same passage, basically, when it said, um, and a great many people were added to the Lord. 
You say something like that today, and people start either. So I've been accused when I put on when I we get on a roll when I'm putting out there on Facebook, yada yada. I've been known to get texts from other pastors. You ought to quit bragging about mm-hmm. what your church is doing. Okay, scripturally, <clears throat> brags when people are getting saved too. Right, and then then your own church members will say things like, "Well, you worry about numbers too mm-hmm. too much." Well, once again, I go back. The Bible over and over says, "And a great number were added." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, right. I don't get the fact. And and by the way, I've not quit doing that, but because carnality does not scare me at all. Um, if it was important to enough to the Holy Spirit, right, right, to write that to in there, yep. and I believe every word. Mm-hmm. Of the Bible was come by the very breath of God, aka the Holy Spirit, who yeah. is God. Yeah. Every word He wanted was in here. Well, and and in this one, you see what what comes right before. It. I mean, they're they're coupled right there. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. If it wasn't the Lord's will, if it didn't please Him that those yeah. numbers were being added, it wouldn't have happened. It was through His will that they were being added. I'm I'm thinking about this, and I may look at at some point in the future this whole deal with that. When God, when there were people in positions of 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 I don't want to say power, but leadership, leadership, mm-hmm. and they were truly God fearing and truly, and I'm going to offend some people, but that's okay. And when they're given over to the leading of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I think that is where the key yeah, is. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start seeing people add it to the... Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and I believe we've read that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And that should not be something to be shunned, but that right. should be something to be embraced. Because I've been asked several times, You get, I've, I've told you this, people will come to me, I'm the old guy around here now, I've been here going on 22 years, that's amazing. And they'll want to come and they'll want to sit and say, what's the miracle of marrying? And I'm like, well, you got 15 seconds, I can tell you. I just preach Jesus. Well, we do that. I love all my people. We do that. And I visit. That doesn't work where we're at. Yeah. I always yeah. get that. But I just go, what about, I mean, do you really do the first two? Mm-hmm. Do you love one of your people? Mm-hmm. And are you open to where God's leading you to do that? Right. Yeah. Not where you're comfortable. Yeah, not where you're comfortable right. because if you're comfortable, I'm pretty sure God's not in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Let's look at this. So once again, here it is. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose. So this is tying back itself, mm-hmm. back to the end of, of chapter 8, mm-hmm. into chapter 9, um, and that. But notice what they were doing, and this is where we fail. I got told yesterday, I was with someone, and you know I've been asking, we're, we're giving out these little, little books, man, the case for Easter, mm-hmm. little booklets about it from Lee Strobel. And I, I've encouraged people to give them out, and I was with someone, and they're like, I just don't know how to do that. Well, I'm like, you just hand it. <laughs> and say, hey, or I, I was like, when, so so I we were at Bojangles, and I said, watch. Mm-hmm. So I handed them my cash. They said, and here's your change. I said, and here I have something for you. I've given out, I know, 12 to 15, mm-hmm. and I've yet to have somebody say, I don't want that thing. Right. right. It's so easy, but so, and it's speaking the word is so easy. But first, you have to number one know the word, mm-hmm. be familiar with the word, and then they were preaching the Lord Jesus. Not a, I'm sorry, just being honest. There are some churches that don't preach the gospel. Oh, absolutely, right. they don't preach the Lord Jesus. Right. So when when we hear that, and and by the way, there's a lot in there too. There were men of Cyprus, men of Cyrene, um, 
just there were Jews there. There, there there's this this gauntlet of of nationalities I get that were there. Mm-hmm. And God just put them together as right. a body. Right. So what's your Because it didn't about? matter who they yeah. were. And you've said this before, but you know, when we go to Brazil, we take the gospel as you read it in the Bible. When, when you went to Burma, you took the gospel yeah. as you read it in the Bible. When we go um, to, when I've been to the Navajos, um, you, you, you just take the gospel. Yeah. And so it was that they were preaching the Lord Jesus, no matter who was there, no matter who came, no matter who it was that was speaking and preaching. That's what they preached. Yeah. And it goes back a little bit to what we were talking about last week, you know, that that need for unity well a lot of that unity i would say the majority of that unity comes from your heart seeking the same goal which is we see it here to share the gospel right, of jesus right. christ yeah if that's if that's your goal if that's what your heart is hungry for you're gonna let the other stuff that doesn't matter just go by the wayside so I, I'm, I'm highlighting in my bible because it just jumped out at me so at the very end of that in verse 21 and the so they're there they're they're speaking the word they're preaching the lord jesus they're doing they're being obedient to what he calls it and the hand of the lord was with them and a great number who believed turned to the lord go all the way down to verse 24 so he talks about barnabas so it goes from a group of leadership mm. to a leader now barnabas who is sent from jerusalem and he's there, and it talks about him, and, says, and a great many people were added to the mm-hmm. Lord. And then I believe it goes a step further, and it says, and then when they did all that, they also taught a great many people. Mm-hmm. You just cannot get out of the way of the truth that God cares about souls. Right. right. And numbers. He does care. Right. We trick ourselves, and I believe it's a trick of the enemy when we begin to say, no, I don't, I'm not worried about numbers. I just want to be faithful. Well, when you're being faithful, here's what I want to tell you, bruh. <laughs> numbers will be added. That's right. And so, you know, take that for what it's worth. So anyway, so then it moves on to this dude named Barnabas. You know, the first time we see his Barnabas, I, I read one place, I think he was the third richest man in all of Jerusalem. Mm. And he gave a bunch of money there. First time we see him, he's bringing something and laying at the feet a bunch of money. And but he wasn't about money. Right. That's the great. His money didn't own him. Right. And now he just takes off to Antioch. <clears throat> right. But notice who they sent. See, some people we will get so jealous in the church of today. Well, why? Why did the preacher ask him to do that and not me? Right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like this. Noticed <clears throat> what they they, they came to, They sent Barnabas when they came. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Yep. I mean, if you're going to be represented by somebody at church, should it not be a man that's mm-hmm. full, full of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Right. Yes. and of faith? Right. Yep. I just, I just don't understand why people get upset. Why don't he ask me to do that? Well, I don't ask you because I don't see any fruit. Right. right. What does this tell us about who God wants to use? Hmm. Don't say, huh? <laughs> what does no, this tell us? No, I did that and said that because that's a great question. And so who does he want to use? He wants to use people who are after his agenda and who have the faith to believe that it can be accomplished. What's his agenda? His agenda is to save. He came to seek and to save the lost. And so to to... Um, those... Why do we not get that? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm interrupted. No, that's all right. Why don't we get that idea though? That's why Jesus came. Right. That's why he died. That's why he rose again. 
so that we could have the opportunity. And as us, he tells us to be disciples Mm -hmm. who make disciples. How do we keep missing that? Because we are way too concerned about um, our own circumstances. We want our circumstances to be good. We want to be happy. And we want God to be a genie in the sky who's going to take care of all of our problems and make everything okay. And that is at least in America, (laughs) that's where we focus. And so we don't focus on what the mission of the church should be. We don't focus on what the goal of the church should be, what Jesus' agenda is. We focus on ourselves and what we want God to do for us. Dan? Well, I I agree completely. It's this idea, you know, you fight and you fight to convince somebody that that God loved them so much that they sent his son for them to be saved. And then once once you convince, convince them, so often you have to fight to convince them that he didn't come just for you to be saved, right. that there are, it's almost like, well, I'm saved now. Yeah. You guys, whatever happens yeah. to you happens to you, yeah. not my problem. We just convinced ourselves, and I said this maybe Sunday or or at some point, that it's no longer the Great Commission, it's the Great Calling. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's only for a select few. If we would all grab hold to the hem of the garment of Jesus and just give over to him our very life, I promise he won't abuse it. Right. He's going to use it, yes, for a kingdom agenda. Right. But the great thing is you're going to be blessed through it. Mm-hmm. So going back to what it says about Barnabas, though, in that full that phrase, full of the Holy Spirit, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights, and I think it's something that um, believers in general, just don't have a good grasp on. They don't, we don't understand what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit to the point where we allow the Holy Spirit to work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think that that's, we need to, there's a lot that we need to learn about that to know what that means. Well, and, and I don't want to get too far off track, but I think so many of us this day and age see it as as an emotional state. Yeah. Mm. Instead of you know, I can I can be having a rough day, a great day, any kind of day, and still be full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'll have joy. I may not have happiness. I'll have right. joy. Right. Um, but it goes. What I love, and this kind of ties into it. If you start off at twenty three, when he came and saw the grace of God, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Glad. Come on with it. That's where I was going. And I mean that sh- that says so much about his character right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, how many of us just by seeing the grace of God are glad to see it? Mm-hmm. Or how many would be happy to see it in another church other than yes, our church? Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like we're in competition. Mm-hmm. We're not. Right. Now it. Now you know me. I am very competitive. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> And so when I'm usually in here with Terry or Ed and they're like, and, and you know, like, well, you know, I led this old boys to the Lord this week. No, first off, I'm like, dude, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And But inside I'm going, I got to go get one. <laughs> Why do we get so jealous when other churches are doing good things for the kingdom? Right. I don't know. I get excited yeah, about it. Right. I'm going to claim that I'm smarter than Mona for once. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> now watch me stick my foot in my mouth. Um, it no, it's, go, the, Dan, it's the same reason we hate to see other Christians being obedient yeah. because it reminds us that we're not. Yep. 
That's why we fuss about numbers is because we're ashamed of the fact that we won't share the gospel and and that the church we're at isn't preaching the gospel and isn't growing. I mean, you know, people know me, and and this I I just sort of laugh. People know me. They know Mary, and they know we've grown. And they'll be like, so what are y'all running now? (laughs) And so I'll tell them, and they're like, goodness gracious. (laughs) I'm like, bro, I hope we're not done. (laughs) And they just sort of look at me. And I, I've had family members mm-hmm. go, when's enough is enough? I said, when I see Jesus face to face. I never want to lose my passion for leading right. people to Jesus. Right. I never want our church to be known as a church that's sort of plateaued and, man, we're all done. I want to keep living and adding folk to the mm-hmm. – to the. and he, he doesn't just – when he saw the grace of God, he was glad. And then he says, man, and stay faithful, y'all. Right. That's where I wanted to go. He exhorted them to remain faithful with steadfast purpose. Yes. That word steadfast is sort of unchanging. It sort of means not giving up. It means let that be your drive. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say it's just, well, it's just competitive nature that you, you've you led all these people and your church is growing and you just want this big church because you're so competitive. And... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get to heaven. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think I'm going to get to heaven and God says, Hank, you are too competitive for them souls down there. Now, I'm going to take some stuff away from you. I don't think. No, I don't think. No, with it. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. you go, go, go. I was just, it's a random thought. It's just the way my brain works. Oh, you help want to see? <laughs> you want to see joy and happiness. I want to see the last guy to get saved before Jesus comes. Oh, come on now. Yeah, but, and, and who knows what church he yeah, goes man. to? Who knows? But but that should be our our. We should have that urgency of being like, well, let me let let's get one more because it might be the last one. Yeah. Let's get one more because it might be the last yeah. one. Instead of saying, well, if they if they really insist, we'll let them come on down. I mean, you know. yeah. But wouldn't that be? I mean, and, yeah. and that that by the way, that's not predestination. That's just in God's foreknowledge. He knows who's mm-hmm. going to come. And I do think when that last person, yeah. Before the rapture yeah. occurs, comes forward. I believe that's when the it's going to yeah. bam. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have all the access to heaven as anybody else. Absolutely. By the way, just right. so you yeah. know, that's right. That's right. So what, what are you? Well, gonna I was going to go um, take a completely it. different way. Yeah, no, it was honestly um, because yes, we obviously winning souls for Jesus is what we need to do, but we can't then leave them there. Like Dan brought up that we have to, you know, we can't leave them at yes, you're saved and now you can just, and you can get into heaven. But the reality is the grace of God um, is for our daily living also. And you talk about that a lot, but, but so remaining faithful and, um, and being steadfast with steadfast purpose is not just working over and over to win souls, but also working and being steadfast in keeping them but in, in the word. Isn't that a God thing of for me? Yes. My spiritual gift right. is that of an yes. evangelist. Yep. Do I do discipleship? Yes. yes. I think I do it every Sunday morning. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Am I the best at it as far as let's get into the discipleship class and let's go? <laughs> no. Right. You are. Mm. Bruce is. Right. But you guys don't love evangelism like I do. Right. And so it takes, uh, and so I'm like, man, I, and I've said it before to you and Bruce, mm-hmm. and anybody else is a di- dis- um, discipler in here. I win them, y'all clean them. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You need all types in the do, church. And, right, and you need to have all the whole roundedness of 
the Christian life so that they're not just left there yeah. going, now what do I do? But um, so that, and that's a conversation that we've had about Brazil. And that's yeah. one of the things that we love about Projecta Vida because they are very much about discipleship, also winning and keeping and, and keeping them growing. Is it evangelism or discipleship? Yes. Yes, right. Well, and both are called. And, and you, yeah. you know, we talk about so much. You know, they say, well, if you're called to be a pastor, that's what you do. Even if you're not called to be a pastor, you're called. Make no mistake about it. You're called into the role that that you need to fulfill for the kingdom. Yeah. Well, Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Timothy was a little timid. <laughs> and wasn't that wasn't, but that wasn't his spiritual gift. Right. And that's fine. But Paul still said, but you still do, do the work. Mm-hmm. God will still equip you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so before our time runs out, <laughs> listen. So then, so here's what is so amazing about Paul. And this is where we fall short, too. Barnabas, not Paul. Sorry. <laughs> he's there. He sort of comes in as leadership mm-hmm. because he's from the church of Jerusalem, which was the church, which was the church, you know, right. yep. the church of Jerusalem where James was and, and John and all a bunch of them were still there. And they sent him over there. <laughs> and so he goes there and he's doing this. And it's as if the Holy Spirit says, you know who you really need? Yeah, right. <clears throat> you need Saul. Yep. You need my buddy Saul. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what, what Barnabas thought when he's like, I'm going to get that old boy and bring him back, and these people are going to freak. Right. But and too often, so many of us would say, well, this is my show now in Antioch. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I got yep. this boy. I'm getting all the pats on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all the letters from people that love me. I'm getting all the encouragement. I'm getting all the invitations to go eat. I'm getting it. It's all about me. Look at the great job I'm doing. That's why it took a man that was faithful to the Lord and that was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And here's what he said. I got to go get my brother's home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, and he was a great I mean, his name means encourager, right? And so he was a great encourager. And so um, for Saul, who is struggling to, you know, become one of the apostles and become no longer known. And Saul had gone off. Remember, he was gone for three years (laughs) into the desert where he pretty much says, I met face to face with Jesus Mm -hmm. being taught all this stuff. But he's still a loner. Yes. Right. Right. In a sense. Right. And so, yeah, so that Barnabas going and getting him is so significant. Yeah. I mean, would he have been the guy he was if. Right. Because Dan and and Drew next week are going to talk about um, the call, the sending of all right. of them as missionaries. Mm-hmm. Suppose right. Barnabas hadn't have been obedient. Right. Suppose Barnabas had been, I want to do this myself. Right. I'm not going to get him. Right. You can't make me. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> oh, yes, I can. And so don't do it alone. Don't do right. ministry alone. Yeah. I I don't know why you'd want to. God has called nobody to be alone. <laughs> but ranger. I don't know why you would want to do it all alone. I don't either. I mean, the the best part of the almost five years that we've been here is doing ministry together. Yeah. Um, and it, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why you'd want to do it alone. I don't. You get a little teary eyed no. over there. <laughs> I thought she was about to get emotional, man. I, see, well, I didn't steal your water, part. so that's the problem. Um, <laughs> you know, when I was going on mission trips by myself, 
And I took one group, pretty big group, and I had such a good time with other people from my church. And and I was going, and I was the only one from Marion, and and Jared had all of his people, and Rick, you know, knew that, and, and they're like there. And then it's like, hey, I was over here by myself. So when you and Amy started going, it really is a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and then you got to go at some point too. What you find is like, so we're all together. You become a big family really quick Mm -hmm. when we go. It's nine of us that just went and we were all funny and laughing and all that. But then at times it is so funny because us three, me and Mona, Amy, we'll get together out front and we'll be talking a little bit about this and that. that. And Mm -hmm. Jared will have his guys over Mm -hmm. there and Rick's talking with them. And so for a little bit, you have your people. And I never had my people. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And it was lonely. Yeah. And so I'm with you. I don't. Why would you want to do right. ministry alone? I mean, the Bible says, you know, one can get cold. A two chord thing is not easily broken, and a three is just amazing. That is <laughs> loose translation there. Very loose. Because I know that we, I know that we have our time is running out. Um, it's in Ecclesiastes, <laughs> but it's true. And so it's as if Barnabas was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this ministry. I need to bring. That's the reason that I reach out to you guys. I've got you. Yeah. I've got Drew. I've got Daniel. I've got a couple other guys that that are right there getting ready to come. And that's why, like, hey, preach, man. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Let me pour into you, so you'll pour into others. And you. That's what I said Sunday night about the about. Um, Mona and Amy, I've poured into them all the time because I was always talking to them about, hey, this is how you do it. This is what you need to do. This is how you right. do it. Don't be afraid. Go do this. Was I not? Yes. And then this time, I sat back mm-hmm. a lot of times and just let them go. Right. right. And watched <laughs> like a proud dad. <laughs> just watch them go and do. And, and that's what ministry is to be about. Right. Yep. Not let me do it all so I'll get all the pats mm-hmm. on the back so I'll get all this. Barnabas is a great example. And by the way, that word, when it says to he, he, when he went to look, it means a diligent search. Mm-hmm. So he didn't find him at first. Right. He had to look. Like I said, it wasn't like he had his, his address, his street address. Right. He made a diligent search for this brother and, fa- and was not, the connotation is he wasn't going to leave Tarsus till he had his brother with him. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and they taught a great, they were there for a year and then they were first called, I love this statement, they were first called Christians. Mm-hmm. They were called the way. Mm-hmm. I believe it goes back to Jesus, I am the way. Right. Mm-hmm. They were the way and now they're called Christians. Okay. Wow. So here, let's let's do, I hadn't done this last few weeks. Give me a big thought. Let's, <laughs> we're, we're in. Give me a big thought. You ready? You ready? <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm always caught off guard for by that. All right, I got go, one. Yay, you think? Go. Okay, you go, right. man. Well, I'm just rehashing something. You and I kind of hit one, two, and I'm going to tie them together. All right. So we were talking about. We start off talking about um, the hand the Lord was with him, verse twenty one, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. Then we said um, uh, we were talking about Barnabas, uh, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and great many people were added to the Lord. Then we go down. We say. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And so if you want to know, going back to what you were saying about churches saying, well, well, we're not growing. Well, this shows you what you need to do in order to grow. Be in the will of the Lord. Have the hand of the Lord upon you. Be uh, rejoice in the grace of God. Be faithful to the Lord and have steadfast purpose. Encourage others to remain uh, in the Lord with steadfast purpose. And then the last one. Meet with the church. Be active as a body yeah. of Christ, as the body of Christ. That's right. 
Um, I was going to go back to verse 21, and it says a great number who believed turned to the Lord. And I read it somewhere, I don't know where, but that that's a simultaneous thing, that in believing they turned. Mm. And so... First Thessalonians, oh, chapter okay. 1. But I read it in a other book, too. I'm telling you, you read it in the Bible. Okay, both. <laughs> um. Because it's not enough just to believe, and we've right. talked about that before, but it's not enough just to believe, but then we have to turn to the Lord and make him the Lord of our life and follow him. Amen. Yeah. That's really good. So mine is just don't do ministry alone. Yeah. I promise you, man, I th- there are friends that I have in, in our church and, and a lot of others that I'd like to be, but you, you do get a closeness. Mm-hmm. And I've got a closest with Terry and and Ed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably the two strongest bonds I have here because we don't do it alone. Right? Um, Isn't that why we love doing the podcast? Cause yeah, because we, we're doing ministry to together. And I, I didn't wear out time. I won't. I won't take up too much. But you, you and I have talked about this. Hank. You know, I, we're people who everybody's like, oh, you guys are people, people, but we're really not. Yeah, we get very tense. We can kind of, kind of end up off to the side by ourselves. But it wasn't until I got here that I started noticing I had these kind of webs coming out yeah. from, you know, us with the podcast, Drew and Daniel with preaching, you yeah. know, things like that. And, and I can't imagine not having that and, and going through ministry not. Right. I mean, yeah. what do you do? Right. Yeah. And, and when you go to, to when God calls you to right. a church, what you'll do is you'll find same and, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, you okay. I, I need you, you find people mm-hmm. right. that are of like mind, and that and, it, and that makes so many people jealous mm-hmm. when right. it shouldn't. Right. Around here, I look. I'm the most people person <laughs> I ever known. You want to be one of my peeps, man? Be one of my peeps. Right. Come yep. just hang. Yep. There's I, no interview process. There, yeah. there is no interview process. <laughs> be of like mind. But now yeah. I'm not about a bunch of foolishness right. in that. Right. Out here in church, man, I'll be goofy and I'll do all that stuff. But when it's time to be serious yeah, about the Lord, yeah. it's a time to be serious, right? right. And so that's that. You know that that yeah. a dollar fifty will buy you a cup of coffee, at a small cup. At. But anyway, no. But that's serious. I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. I I love our church because yeah. I believe we have one of the most friendliest, God fearing churches I know of. You may disagree. You have a right to be wrong, <laughs> but it's what I think as pastor. And um, so hey. Wow, this went by quick. It always does. It was chock full of goodness, so I tell you. Chock full. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that. <laughs> can't, can't fit no more can't in it. Can't fit no more up in R, up in R. <laughs> so, hey, I'm going to pray, and then I'll sign off. Okay. All right. Father, God, thank you for people that have come to know you as Lord and Savior and that are real like Barnabas. It affects their life, and they don't want to do ministry alone, but they want to do everything God calls them to do. Help us to be those people. Help us to be ones that have a kingdom agenda, and you are preeminent in our life. Lord, we love you, and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. <laughs> Got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Got my man over there. Beetle. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> oh, bye, y'all.